success looks so easy from the outside, but all successful people have had to overcome enormous obstacles along the way. And in many cases, look failure right in the eye. Most successful people don't focus on the struggle and rarely do they talk about it because quite frankly, that's not what creates success. Join us here where we will chat with fierce female entrepreneurs and share the good, the bad, and the ugly of entrepreneurship and talk about the obstacles we have faced and how you can overcome them to reach the success that you desire. I am your host, Cami Lehman, and this is the She's Invincible Podcast. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today on the She's Invincible podcast. Oh, my gosh. I know you're not ready for this. I have another amazing Invincible to introduce you to today. It's He's Invincible. Yep, we're we're switching it up today. We have He's Invincible with us, the one and only three-time appearance on the She's Invincible podcast, my friend, Robert Party. Robert Party is a three-time author as well as a well-known, compelling international keynote speaker, transformational life coach, and adjunct professor. After his young wife passed away of metastatic breast cancer, Robert reimagined his life to achieve new dreams. He chose to leave his comfort zone by changing everything to share the many lessons he's learned. Prior to his dramatic life change, Robert was a senior portfolio manager for the Abu Dhabi Investment Authority, co-founder and COO of Evolvent Capital, and mentor to many young business executives. He has lived in Abu Dhabi, Dubai, Rome, and now splits his time between his native New York and his ancestral Italian village, Pacentro. <laughs> so excited to have you here for the third time. Oh my gosh. And here I am in Aruba again. <laughs> it seems that we do most of our podcast recording in Aruba. So welcome. Welcome to it's now he's invincible for today. And <laughs> I'm so excited to jump in. I am so happy to be back. And um, I see that you're podcasting from a different location than last time. <laughs> yes, it's true. <laughs> yes, it's true. Yeah, we're, we're moving on up here. <laughs> different locations, right? Location, location, location. <laughs> oh my gosh. So this is so exciting. First of all, you have written three books in less than a year which I think is just crazy. You know, when you talk to like book publishers and editors, normally they say, oh, well, it takes like eight months to put out a book. This is what they say. And here you are less than three, you know, less than one year and you have three books. So I'm super excited to introduce the world to your newest book, Possibility in Action, a journey to an intentional life. And I have had the pleasure that I'm so happy it came the day before I left for Aruba. So I was able to bring it here to the Aruba sun and start reading it here. So I'm committed to finish it before I leave. And I have big hopes and dreams for this book. And I know you do too. Yeah, I, I, I certainly do. And 
really the book should take you a year, but I know you want to go through it and then you'll go back to it. But um, the, the book is, is, you know, it's a mix of something that's called cornerstone concepts, which I think are, are key concepts to understand about life. And then what I call musings. And so it's 52 musings for 52 weeks. It's actually 54 if you really want to think about it because there's a bonus. And But it's to spark self-awareness. It's to spark curiosity. It's so I'm so excited you can go through the whole book, but then I'd love for you to go through and actually do the work for each week because really possibility in action, which we'll get to, right? But that's my own personal philosophy. I have that on the front of my morning routine when I wake up and I ask myself, Am I living as possibility in action? Because that's what helped me reimagine my life after Desiree passed away to, to reach impossible dreams, uh, impossible dreams for me in terms of they really feed my soul. Um, and then also when I look back on it, which the book talks about this, possibility in action was actually born by my being the son of an abusive alcoholic dad. And I'm so thankful that he was who he was because, wow, I, I, I love living as possibility in action. And I know I wouldn't have if I didn't have that at the very beginning. So there's a lot, lot to talk about. I'm going to let you guide me. Yes. So I love that this is a 52-week journey. And I love what you said about like, I love to do that. Like I'll go through and read an entire book and then go back and do the exercises and the lessons. Um, and in this book, when I got it in my hands, I couldn't wait to read it. And I love how much content you included on the front end of it, really just like setting the stage uh, and really guiding people, like giving them some of your background, right? To show like you are, they should listen to you. You are an authority in this um, area because of the life you've lived and the things that you've endured and overcome. So I love that. So I haven't yet gotten into the lessons, but I love what you did with it. And I especially love the Anthony Hopkins message in the end. I'm one of those, like I read what I read, right, which was like the first 30 something pages. Then I went, which, what was the first lesson that he chose and what was the last one? And so I was so excited about that. And I love, love, love the Anthony Hopkins uh, bonus material. So that was, that really spoke to me. So um, tell, tell our listeners, like, how did you create this? I think this is so cool what you did with these little lessons. Uh, so let's, let's give some background on this. Sure. Um, how I created the book or where the musings come from? How you created the book. Well, both really, but tell us how you okay. created the book with your 52 lessons. So journaling for me has been a saving grace. Even when I was a kid, but I can't say it was true journaling, right? But in a way, I had nobody to talk to. Um, you know, my, my, my parents did their best for sure, but it's not as if I could even have spoken to my mom. Cause whenever I got beat, my mom would ask me to apologize to my dad just to make the house, you know, tranquil, let's say. 
Every so often I throw out these words like tranquil, which we wouldn't use in English, but I'm thinking in Italian, so I can't tell you, you know, it's tranquillo. <laughs> um, so sometimes the word pops in and I'm, I'm too lazy to translate it. But so I just started like looking internally and it's just a practice I never let go of. It helped me take care of Desiree. It helped me manage. It just, it's helped me manage everything. But I'm somebody that finds food for thought in everything. And so one of the musings is about a knot in my shoe because I start to think about my behavior when I confront a knot. And then all of a sudden it makes me think about life. And so I thought, you know what? We've come so far from knowing a lot about why we do things the way we do them. Because we, we are conditioned, we're learned beings, right? And we, we learn along the way, but a lot of times we're just, we're just absorbing information. And so this is a way to look at life questions from almost a comical, safe, innocuous theme, like a, a knot in a shoe, right? So that's really how, how the book evolved. Uh, and also through all the experience that I've had, and it's, it's funny because you talked about enduring and it's one of those words, like I would pull and say, no, no, it's not about enduring. It's about thriving, right? You, you don't, yeah. You don't have to suffer through and endure. You can actually sit there and say, this is going to make me stronger. This is going to be something I'm going to use in the future. And really because of the pandemic and, and clients that have reached out to me, there is an overall feeling of aimlessness more than anything else. People feel very lost at the moment because we've become aware of time. We've become aware of uncertainty. We've been, become aware of the lack of control. There are so many different things that have shaken up everything in our life, right? Um, the same point as well is there are now a lot of people that as we're engaging with society, they're meeting people that transformed during the pandemic. And they're beating themselves up because they didn't use the time to transform. And there's this feeling of, of guilt of, damn, I just wasted that. I could have been something different. And what this book says is you can always be something different. Just sit down, take a pen in hand, or if you want to record your voice because you don't like to write, but start getting yourself to think a little differently because I wish I could remember the name of the part of the brain. It's called nucleus something. Okay, so let's just call it nucleus, everybody. All right. There's a part of our brain that is active until the about the age of 10. And then it shuts down. It's where neuroplasticity takes place. It's the engine for neuroplasticity. We can turn it on as adults through novelty. And novelty is changing the way we think. But what we, what's happened in my opinion, especially speaking to, to a lot of clients is there's so much information coming at us all the time that what have we done? 
We've customized our feeds to just tell us the things that keep us comfortable. And there's no growth from that. So let's tickle our imagination a little bit and start to expand the way we think. And you know what? That could lead to rewriting a new story. And that that's for me, like possibility in action. It's, it's my tagline. It's, it's my personal philosophy. I add and subtract to it all the time. It's an evolutionary thing. It's not static, but it's about being in control of writing my story. You know, I want to hold the pen in my hand. I want to write the narrative. I don't want someone else to write the ending. And I don't know when that ending is going to come, which is what's so important in the book I talk about impermanence throughout the whole book, because it sounds so scary, but you know what? It's the, it's the liberator to live a great life. This is all going to end. So what are you doing about it? <laughs> I love that. I have my pen too, my pink pen. <laughs> hey, I got a blue pen, blue silver. I, there you go. See that? Oh my gosh. Yes. None of us are getting out of here alive, right? And yeah, yeah I agree 100%. And I, especially what you said about the pandemic, that people came out of it, like looking at other people that transformed and thinking, oh, I missed the boat on that. And it's so true. They were either, yeah. I don't know, everyone was dealing with it their own way. Some people were just feeling sorry for themselves and other people went, went into action, right? As your book says. And they just took over and they did all the things that they said they always wanted to do. And I love that. Well, so let's talk about how in the world does somebody write three books in less than a year? Like that is like ludicrous speed. Um, so, so tell us a little bit about the inside, about the uh, process that you use in particular to make this happen at such a fast pace. Sure. Um, and, and I am... I'm a mind mapper, and I don't know if you know anything about mind mapping or if you've ever used the tool yourself. Yes, I know some. I have not used it myself. Okay. So um, basically, it's having a core idea, and all three books I wrote, I wrote the ending first because I knew what it was it was all about. I knew what the message I wanted to land on was. And then it's, it's the way I live my own life as well. I'm living in a small medieval village in the middle of Italy because I thought about the end story I want and I'm re re-engineering my life, reverse engineering my life backwards to make sure that that story exists. So it's always starting with the end. And then mind mapping basically is writing all the thoughts that are connected to it. But the secret in the way I've written the books, um, which maybe sometimes is, is wise, <laughs> I might not see an error at, at first. And, you know, thank God for, for, for friends that are like, hey, you know, there's like a double word there. Um, I tell myself the story. So I record myself. And I have hours and hours of recording that I then throw into a, a service to transcribe the whole thing like podcasters do. And then I start to break that apart. 
and say, mm, this goes in this chapter, this goes in this chapter. You know what? This is too repetitive. No, I want to repeat this six times. I need more of this. And then all of a sudden, that's how it unfolds. But all three books, honestly, they're all connected. Uh, they, they're all part. First of all, I had a lot of people telling me, publishers as well, don't publish three books in one year. You're going to, it's going to be a confusing message. Um, certain things that I did compromise on, which I wish I really didn't, but I understand, you know, there are today we live in a, in a world where everyone is very sensitive and there is censoring and all these other things. But for example, in my, my wonderful grandma fella, she used to tell me all the time, and I'm going to say it on the podcast. Um, she used to tell me all the time to live like a gypsy. And she said it in the most beautiful way where she admired. She was, she, it was from a point of admiration, not this discriminatory nature of gypsy. But it's a word you can't use today, basically, in writing. Right. So... You know, I was told, no, it will not be published if you have this word or if you say someone is too Irish looking. And so I looked at all these things and I said, OK, well, all right, I can work through the, some of that. But each book is expressed to me. And that's the motivation that kept me writing and will keep me writing forever. I'm going to be perfectly honest here with, with your, your audience. And I don't say this that often. So when I was a kid, um, and one of the things I say in possibility in action, you know, I do remember some nice things about my dad, but you know, the majority of the time, no. And I was beat when I was young for, writing stories or liking poetry or drawing because they were not masculine things. I should be out there playing baseball and football and basketball and, and spitting or I don't know what, you know. And so um, I stuffed it all down somewhere along the line. I didn't realize that I had this passion for writing. And as I started to write, I just, there's so much more that wants to come out and I'll keep writing. I mean, if I, I could publish a book every three months, I'll do it. I mean, it's, it's about expressing myself and it's about if I change the pers the perspective of one person, yeah, would it be great to be a best-selling author? And yeah, it would. At the end of the day, what am I going to carry with me? And this is that whole impermanence thing and thinking in with the end. I'm going to carry that I helped someone recraft their life. I'm not going to carry that I got a bunch of five stars or lots of likes or no. That to me, that's not success. And so that's what kept me writing. And like I said, I, I sit down and, and I talk to myself. My, my next book is already, you know, I, I don't know. I have probably, I'm looking at my phone at the moment, two and a half hours of the story. Um, and I'll start to piece it together. So that's, that's the writing process. It's, you know, the mind mapping. It's starting with the end. It's recording. It's transcribing. It's not following, that's what possibility in action is. 
it's not following the cultural norms. If I want to publish a book and no one wants to publish it and I'm going to self-publish it and, you know, oh, but, you know, you need a mailing list and you have to do this and you have to do that and you have to do all these things on Facebook. No. Somewhere my message will get to the person that it needs to get to. And that's the joy of the whole thing. I love that. I love that so much. Well, and I can be the testimony for you because your message got to me, right? So I met you right when you were just about to, uh, you were just finishing up like fonts and things like that (laughs) when I first met you. And that book changed my life through your first one, Chasing Life. And I would love to do this. Let's go through and just give a quick summary on each book. So everyone knows, I mean, today we're talking about possibility and action. This book is going to change your life. It's going to change your future. It's going to help you pick up the pen and take that paper and write the life that you've been dreaming of, which I love. But let's go back because you said this one thing that, and you know, this is like buzzword for me was when someone said to you, if you put out that many books in such a short time, people are going to be confused about your message. But I really believe that all three books have their own different message, but they all kind of merge together in the end. So first, let's start with Chasing Life most, oh my gosh, that book changed my life. They all did, but that one (laughs) changed my life in such a way. And I've told you this before that uh, it woke me up out of a dead sleep and, and helped me see like what life really could be like um, and, and how you can take control and have the life that you want and enjoy the life you have. So let's talk about that real quick. Tell us about chasing life. Oh, sure. Um, Well, Chasing life is all of, all about the life with my my late wife. So could I not um, say no to that? <laughs> so you know they are they are three sides of the same coin. Which of course that doesn't even logically make sense, right? Yeah. But it's about complacency. So ch- chasing life, really, the message in chasing life is. If you're confronted with what you define as adversity, is that going to stop you from living your best life possible? And it's understanding that redefining that best life, right? Desiree was on a one way, we're all on a one way train to, to death, but it was more obvious for her and that required certain changes and certain investments, not sacrifices, even though it was, let's say people would say a losing investment because she was going to die. Not at all, because what chasing life taught us is life takes place in the present moment. And so what are you doing to make today your best day? Now you'd want to have it aligned to a long-term goal, but what are you doing today? Are you, for me, am I living possibility in action? Right? That is, that is what it's all about. That takes place today. That doesn't take place in the future. So what is the step you're doing? And it's that type of thing that if you have a dream, are you really doing what's necessary to achieve that dream? You know, Besides the whole cancer and everything else, right? 
Desiree and I, there were weeks that we ate hot dogs. There were weeks that we ate peanut butter and honey sandwiches because we were young and we didn't have money. And, but you know what? It was an investment in our life. And we looked at it with joy. And so chasing life is all about joy and being in the present moment. Now, the second book, which, yes, it's Adventures into Imagination, and maybe I should change the subtitle because it really is for adults and it's, it's not for, for children, uh, but it's a story about opening yourself up to wonder, allowing yourself to be curious about what is going on around you, which, again, that curiosity, that wonder, that brings you to that present moment. Um, it's about not defining things as mistakes. So it's taking a look at, at the way we have learned to define life and reminding us that when we were a kid, we defined life in a completely different way. And a lot of what we've put on our shoulders is just unnecessary BS. And we equate that to, in a way, being an adult, but we should laugh, we should have joy, we should play, we should learn from our mistakes and not beat ourselves up. You know, in, in a Pimby tale, you know, um, he goes back in time, the little boy, and watches himself grow up. And he keeps seeing himself fall as he's trying to learn how to walk. He didn't sit there and go, oh, my God, I'm so embarrassed. I'm never going to try again. You, you know, that because we haven't learned all the, the fears. So th those two lead to possibility in action, which possibility in action is basically saying, okay, so you're learning about the present moment. You're learning about thinking about your thoughts, your efforts, and your actions. You're, you're learning about not making mistakes because as a, as a child, we just, we attempted everything and we wanted to learn and embrace everything. And we didn't let fear override us. You know, how many, at least I could talk about my family, but maybe, you know, I'm an Italian American family. Maybe we were a little nuts, but I remember being young at funerals and you know, you'd see grandma in the coffin or something like that, or, you know, whoever, my great grandparents, I'm talking when I was young and, you know, but we pretty much always wound up playing in the corner somewhere, like hiding behind the bushes or, you, you know, so we had this ability to just understand, you know, just take it as is, right? Yeah. So, but possibility in action then says, okay, you have these, you've learned all these things. Now, what are you going to do with it? Who do you want to be? Where do you want to go? How do you want to live? And a lot of people say to me, oh, but you moved to Italy and you did this and you did that. Well, you know, first of all, yeah, I, I may have been an ex-investment banker and all that other thing. Desiree died and we, we didn't have, she didn't have life insurance. So there was a lot of debt over an 11 year period of battle with breast cancer. Um, I wound up teaching English for $8 an hour when I showed up in, in Italy. Um, but it's not about moving somewhere. It's about moving this, it's about shifting your mindset. A hundred percent. 
I couldn't agree so that's more. That's possibility in action. And I that's how they're it. all combined because they're all bits of just living consciously, living intentionally and consciously. No, where in the world have, did we learn that we can't make choices? How many times do we talk ourselves out of choices? We give ourselves all the excuses as to why we can't do certain things. And yeah, okay, I'm lucky I, I didn't have children and, and a, a bunch of other things, but that would have just meant making different choices. But yeah. the limitations a lot of times are, are self-imposed. Um, there's, there's an amazing woman named Olympia. I can't remember her last name now, but uh, she became a rocket scientist and she grew up in a gang neighborhood in California and she failed calculus and statistics and everything else. And she became a rocket scientist and she has a great Ted talk. How did she do that? She woke up one day and said, you know what? I'm accepting these limitations. What if I push against them? And that's what neuroplasticity is all about. If we like it, like in the gym, you push against something, you're going to gain strength, but you have to push and have the discomfort. You know, and I think for me, like, as you just went through this, I feel like chasing life, like was this, this picture of, it doesn't have to be this way. There is a better life you can have. It is possible. You're not crazy for thinking that, you know, it's not, uh, you know, it's a dream because it really is possible. Then what I read, I've read them each three times. Um, then I read Pimby and Pimby was all about imagination, right? So it was about, so now I, I left chasing life with this possibility in my mind of how life could be so much richer. And I go into this land of imagination where there's this, this little kid who's not afraid and who's curious, right? And like learning and figuring things out, which was so cool for me because it was like a process for me to be able to learn to do that. I never had learned to do that. And now I, I feel like the stage has been set. Like I'm equipped. I, I know there's a better life. I, now I'm curious enough to want to pursue it. And I feel like possibility and action is the guide that's going to take me through those steps where I can write that new story. So I am excited. I am so excited. And I know I mentioned this to you, um, but for our listeners, get excited too, because I'm going to be announcing a book club that I'm going to be starting with possibility in action. So throw your arms up in the air if you are ready to make a change, because I'm doing it and I would love to have you join me and there'll be some information in the show notes so that you can register to be a part of that as well. So thank you so much for all of your work, for all of your wisdom, for putting it out there in the world, for, for people like me, like, I, you know, you get to hear my story. I don't know how many other stories you're going to get to hear, but I just want to say thank you because these books have changed my life and I don't care how, if they were self-published or however you did it. Uh, I am the one who got the message that you were putting out there. And I'm so grateful for that today. That just, that, that, that touches my heart so much. And you said it so succinctly in a way I couldn't have that. 
Yet chasing life was the example of what could be. And, um, you know, I say all the time, cancer was an accent color on the painting of our lives. It wasn't the dominant color at all. Um, and yes, Pimby was all about imagination and possibility in action is the guide. And um, you know how much I admire you and the, and the work you've done and your own personal story. Um, it, it's, it's, it's all absolutely fascinating. And to know that this has motivated you and empowered you is, is just, it's phenomenal. It, it really is phenomenal. This is, this is why like possibility in action is going to bring me into a different medium because I want to know what you just told me because that's the measure of success for me. It's not how many books I've sold. Um, it's not even, you know, the five stars or, or some of these reviews that people, people write on Amazon, which I so appreciate. Uh, but I, I, I want to know that somebody saw the before, during, and now they're at the after. It is amazing. It is so amazing. And like I said, I, this has been a journey for me over. This is why I'm so like amazed that it's only been 11 months because I took the journey through this, the writings of your stories. And here I am now. Right. So just in 11 short months, I have been able to see what's possible. Uh, imagine. Right. Uh, with curiosity, what that could look like and now create it. And I, that's when I say that those three books merge together. That's what I mean. It's like, yeah, yeah. And like you said, start with the end in mind, right? So I am so ready to just <laughs> uh, go through this journey. I, this, this 52 week journey uh, with you, right? Uh, so I'll be here with you in this book and, um, and we'll have others that join me and man, you are making such a huge impact in the world. And I think about so many people that don't have the courage. They have the stories, but they don't have the courage. You know, they're worried about what if, or what if it isn't a bestseller, or what if this, or what if that? Oh my gosh, they need to read the, the other books, right? And then get on their own journey because who cares? As long as the people who are supposed to get that message get it and it changes the lives that were intended to be changed, you have done your work here. Well done. Well done, Robert Party. Thank you. Thank you very much. I Thank don't you. Know, yeah, I know. It's long nights and lots of writing and all of that. But man, oh boy. So yeah, let's let, let, let me just let me just say something <laughs> which is really funny because you're talking about long nights. Yes. I have I have learned that I am the most creative. And then I started reading about this and it seems that really, if we allow ourselves to be, that's, this is the time that most people are creative because it has to do with the alpha brain waves or something. I don't know from 4am until about 9am. And I literally do wake up early and I just start, you know, telling my story and, or, or writing or editing or something like that. Um, and the, the next story that I'm, I'm going to write, uh, which again is about, I like writing about, let's say children, but it's, it's the relatability as an adult, right? Um, 
if, if you think about the books like Who Moved My Cheese or A Monk Who Sold His Ferrari or The Wizard of Oz or John and Jonathan Livingston Siegel, you know, those are all books that have a huge, there's a big impact when you think, even Harry Potter, Harry Potter is really a, a self-development book. There's a lot about fear and all kinds of things in that book that you could really dissect. Um, and we learn through stories. More than anything else, we, we learn stories help us achieve a state of action. Studying facts and figures doesn't move us forward. It is just accumulating facts. Um, that is so true. You know, yeah. So anyway, um, I know you were going to ask something, but I just wanted to jump in about that whole thing. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's not late nights as much as it is early mornings for me. <laughs> yeah. So everyone is different. Right. But it's it's the hours. Right. It's the grind. Yeah. It's the, you know, getting it right and putting it out there. And it takes a lot to do that. So congratulations on this amazing new masterpiece. So real quick, tell me, uh, I know there's 52 weeks here to work through. Which one is your, I, I, I hate to say favorite, because I know they're all the best, right? Uh, but which one do you feel it resonates the most with you right now? Wow. There, are, there are so many. And um, like, I, I go back, back and forth, but I think... I think for me, it's, it's what I call the, the toll booth. And so, but I mean, there's, everyone pops up in my head, right? But the toll booth is something that I use on a continual, actually, I use all of these on a continual basis, but the toll booth is more visceral to a certain extent. So, you know, how, how did I come up with it? Here in Italy, it's still very old school, and you really can't find an easy pass, right? You, you're you're on that line waiting to pay that toll under the sun, just sweating and hoping that the your lane doesn't close because somebody decides to go have a coffee, right? So, but I was there one day, and I was just thinking about toll booths in general, and I thought to myself, well, wow are we aware of the toll booths that we encounter every day in our own lives? We are always paying energy, time, lost opportunities, whatever, whatever metric you want to lose to be on the road we're on. Have we ever asked ourselves, do I still want to pay the toll or do I want to take the exit and maybe pursue something different? And what's that road going to look like? So to me, I think about, and this comes from being an economist, right? My background is economics. So yeah. it's opportunity cost. It's, it's all about, you know, do I want to continue down this path? Is it aligned with who I feel to be at the moment? Is it aligned with the vision I have? You know, again, that end, that end result and reverse engineering. Or have I gone far enough on this road and I'm not going to pay this toll? I'm going to exit and I'm going to start to pay new tolls. I love that. You know, when I first heard that message, 
that was one of my favorites. And I actually use that almost every day. Uh, when I find myself faced in a situation where I'm, you know, having to deal with something or take this, you know, journey, I will ask myself out loud, are you willing to pay that toll? And I will answer myself. <laughs> I have actually said to myself, no, girl, you are not, you, you're not paying that toll anymore. Go the other <laughs> way. Uh, so I love that that is one that you picked because that was, uh, from that very first time I heard that message, the one of my favorites, like, I love it. I love it. So yeah, so some days we are willing to pay the toll and some days we're not, right? But we get to yeah. choose that. And I think that in the, the realization of that is so important to me because I'm all about choice, right? So, and I don't want to feel like I don't have a choice. I, I lived right. a lot of my life that way and now, I realized like, oh, I do have choices. I can make a different choice. I can take a different road. I can pay a different toll. And that is so important. So I can't wait to get to that part of the book um, because it was just a great reminder. Well, this has been so fun. Let's do this. Let's tell our listeners yeah. where they can find you. Sure. Uh, the best place would be robertparty.com, P-A-R-D-I. Um, each book has its own website, but you could find everything on my own personal website. And I'm very active on LinkedIn. The other social media platforms, not so much. Gotcha. Let's tell our listeners, what are your plans? I know this is not the end, right? So sometimes you write a book and you're like, okay, I wrote the book, I put it out there. But I know you have huge plans for taking this book in a direction to have further impact. So share with us a little bit about what people should be looking out for. That's going to be coming soon. I, I, I love that you asked me that question. Thank you very much because I'm, I'm so excited uh, and my brain is actually running at hypersonic speed with ideas. For me, I want possibility in action to be a community. So my end goal for possibility in action as a community, reverse engineering that. What I want is this ecosystem of possibility in action. There was a mini possibility in action podcast, um, which is being retooled to be something different. Um, I will be hosting retreats. And the first retreat is going to be in November in Puglia. Um, I am also going to be moving towards group coaching instead of individual coaching. And the last thing is that because these are called musings, and there's an explanation as to why in the book, but I want to create these a virtual platform, basically. Uh, it's going to be a limited number of people where it's going to be called a musing, so amusing, but separate, a musing conversation. I've already done a few of those with some leadership work on it. It's, it's a different thing where I'm facilitating a conversation around a topic. The same thing, what I would like to do is a musing conversation is about having a group of people and facilitating a conversation about amusing. It's not coaching, but it's about perspective. Uh, and this all started, these musings, in a way, 
were were part of dinner parties I used to host when I first moved to Italy. So what I would love to do, and that's the hypersonic speed because I don't know how I would get there, is to host a musing dinner. And actually in the book is a recipe of abuzese pasta, which is made basically on a guitar. (laughs) And um, I would love to somehow have that happen. But that's further down the line. But that's the community that builds the community. I love it. Oh, my gosh. So much to look forward to. I love it. And I cannot wait for all of these announcements. So fun. Hey, I hope you're enjoying this episode. And just before we get to the good stuff, right? The good, the bad and the ugly. I have this great announcement for you. We are starting the Pod Power Hour which is a virtual event that's going to happen on Wednesdays at noon Eastern. And so if you've ever thought about having a podcast, if you have questions, if you are a podcaster and you want to come and meet other podcasters and learn what's new, what's happening, tips and tricks to be better at this amazing passion of podcasting that you have, we would love for you to join us. We're going to have experts there that are going to be sharing their genius. It's going to be amazing. So, and if you're a host and you want to come meet some amazing uh, people that could be potential guests for you on your show, come on out. What a great way to get exposure. Be sure to check it out on my website at camilehman.com as well as follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. Whatever is your favorite platform, we will have registration there. You do need to register to attend and it is on Zoom. So super simple, just one hour every other Wednesday. We start on May 4th, so don't miss out. Get registered today. We can't wait to see you there. You have moved from fighting cancer to discovering how to live beyond it. But what now? With so many emotional side effects still unknown, as a new survivor, you find yourself in a void as you navigate through the isolation, fear, and an uncertain future that can overshadow you and your family for years to come. Instead of focusing on the uncertainty of cancer, consider how strong and determined you are and think of the strength demonstrated by those who stood beside you through it all. Consider this, you now get to choose who you want to be and what your intentional, fulfilled life can look like. You made it through treatment. We can help you define yourself as a survivor. We're here to help you through this moment, to walk beside you as you shift your mindset from counting the days of life to creating a legacy. For more information, visit www.adventuretherapyfoundation.org or contact us at info at adventurefound.org. nobody gets away (laughs) on the She's Invincible podcast without 
sharing the good, the bad, and the ugly. So we're going to take a few minutes real quick and uh, have you share a little bit about this most recent journey. I mean, you were you were with us in June, you were with us in February, and now here we are in May. I know, like we, we've got your whole life out here. <laughs> we, we're all up to date with everything that's going on. So let's start with the good. Tell us a story about the good of this journey that you're on since the last time we saw you. Wow. Well, the, the good, the, the good is sticking to my own beliefs. The good is publishing the book when I was told, no, wait a little while. Uh, the good is being so proud of it. Like I just, it, it flow. I'm just. I. I love it. The the good really is having stepped up and saying, you know what, it's right for me to publish the book now, and I'm going to do it. I love it. I love it. It is. It is a masterpiece, and I do believe it is the key that's going to unlock the door for that bright future that you have been planning. I really do believe that. Congratulations. Okay, as fun as that is, we have to talk about the bad. So tell us a story about the bad part of the journey. Wow, the bad part, the bad part would be the, the voices in my head recently. And what I mean by that is, I, I have been been lucky to really have built a great reputation for for what I do. And unsolicited, I was courted by a very big company with a very big salary to work for them. And they kept up upping the offer the voices in my head started to battle. Like, really, you know, you sure you want to walk away from that money? Think about how much you could save. You just have to do it for two years. Um, you know, these opportunities don't fall out of the sky. You know, that that limiting type of mentality that I had when I, I was growing up, because I grew up in a lower class, a lower middle class family, right? And you grabbed every opportunity and you just kept your head down. And so, um, and the side of me that wanted to be adventurous and courageous and be in control of my own destiny. And then finally, I sat down with them and they put the last offer on the table, which was a light, would have been a life changer for sure. Uh, and I said, I really, really value what you do, but it's not the story I want to look back on. The bad was the battle in my mind, right? I'm human, right? So yes. even though I'm possibility in action and everything else, wow, the two, the two voices conflicting. And I had to really sit there and, and ground myself and say, the money in the bank is is not a story it, it, it actually to me it's not it, it isn't a story it is an outcome of something but 
how I would have been getting the money is not any way I would want to have lived. So yeah, that I would, I would say was the bad. There were a lot of sleepless nights. Um, I am somebody that, you know, I, I twist and turn everything upside down, inside out to really look at it. And then I just, during my journaling one day, just said, what are you doing? These are old destructive habits, plain and simple. Is it the story you want to look back on? I wrote myself that question. Like you talk to yourself. I talk to myself all the time. I'm so glad you talk to yourself now too. Maybe possibility in action will be a bunch of us all just talking to ourselves as we're walking in the street. I think, <laughs> I think so. <laughs> but I, I got to that question and I was like, no, despite the fact that there were friends of mine that were saying, you're an idiot. You are a complete idiot to walk away from that money. And no, actually not at all. It's not about courage or anything else. It's about just knowing who you are. And the life you want to live and not to sell out, right? Like that's how we give up our dreams is we make a decision like that. And the truth is you're going to leave a legacy in the work you're doing now, but you can't take that money with you, right? So what good is the legacy if you're not enjoying every bit of that? Not that it's not hard, but everything that you're doing right now is creating this legacy that you're going to leave here in this world. And like we say, right, we're not getting out of here alive, right? Every one of us, we're all going to die. And, you know, I was going to bring this up earlier when you were talking about chasing life and about how you guys, you know, you lived your life, you know, you didn't let cancer define it. And, you know, the thing we talk about all the time is why are we not living every day? Like it's the last day because so many of us are waiting for a diagnosis and oh my gosh, we already have the diagnosis, right? We get every day we get closer to the end of our life. Why are we not living our life? Like it's the last day. So I just, I mean, I love what you're saying here about this band and it is difficult. It really, oh. it is difficult to make those decisions and, and we never know if they're the right decision or the wrong decision, but they, how can it be wrong when you follow your heart? And you live a you live this life that you dreamed of, and you make an impact on others. Like, how could it ever be wrong? I, I you speak into the converted. <laughs> yeah, I'm have to talk to some of your friends. Okay, <laughs> they need a quick giving that advice. Okay, all right. Now we have to move on to the ugly, right? Because there's always ugly in the story. Uh, so tell us a little bit about your ugly. Yeah, the ugly. So you, you were sort of part of it, right? So um, a few months ago, my, my laptop like was freaking out. And I literally was awake for 48 hours and somehow fixed it. I had no idea how I fixed it. It was just miraculous. I don't know. And so, you know, I, I did certain things and then it seemed to be working. And um, a few weeks later, it completely died. And the foolish thing was I was so concentrated on possibility and action that I was backing up all those files and I forgot sort of to back up the older files that I had on my laptop. And so we were talking about, well, you know, what's next for you? And I said, Oh, a retreat. I'm going, you know, I want to have a retreat in Puglia in November. 
Well, you know what? I had crafted all the materials for retreats. All gone. Not one trace, not a, not a comma to be found on a piece of paper. Nothing gone completely. Now, in a way, um, part of, part of, you know, possibility in action is the whole idea of letting go, right? I, let, let me just share a, a quick, a real ugly story was um, I had saved all Desiree's voicemails uh, after she passed away. And when I upgraded my phone, I didn't know that the systems were different. And so when Verizon gave me my new phone, the voicemails were gone. No way to ever retrieve them. So when I think about all the data, it's ugly, but you know what? I could recreate that. I can't recreate Desiree's voice, of course. But so it's just telling me, okay, you know what? I could look at it as if, yeah, that stuff you wrote before possibility and action was written. So maybe it wasn't even valid. So you got to start all over again. You'll be up at four o'clock in the morning. That's when you're creative. Grab your cup of coffee and sit down and create a new retreat. But that it was ugly when it happened because, uh, yeah, I was I was shaking the laptop up and down. I because I didn't know how I fixed it the last time, right? So I was unplugging and uh, it was. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. So typically that is not how we repair laptops by shaking them up and down. But uh, but now you have a, a great lesson to take forth with you, which is back up everything all the time. You can't count on these. They're only great when they work, right? But you can't count on yeah. these computers. Oh my gosh. Oh, well, this has been such a joy to have this conversation with you today and to share this amazing masterpiece, Possibility in Action, and all of your great plans that you have going forward uh, to just share more with people and make a bigger impact. And I am so excited for you. So, so excited for you. And I can't wait. I just like, I'm excited because I know you now and now I get to see it happen, right? So I love the stories, but now I get to see the actual real deal. And that that makes me so happy. So thank you so much. Thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing, for always being so authentic. I love that about you is that you you will tell the story because it will help others. And I, I absolutely love that about you. And I appreciate that so much. Well, you, you have no idea how much it means to, to, to be back and all your support. Uh, it's just, it's, it's fantastic. I mean, one of, it's one of the most beautiful things to have come out of sort of pandemic, right? Because we met virtually. Uh, we did get to meet in person for sure. Um, yes. But, you know, it's just, yeah, it's, and, and your support, uh, your insights and um, being able to connect with your community is fantastic. So thank you. Oh, it's been so great. Okay. Before we go, I want to have you finish yep. this sentence for me. The world would be a better place if more people knew blank. The value of their uniqueness. I love it always, that. It, it comes back and that, that's really what possibility is all about, right? Only you can craft the life that is meant for you. Uh, you, you know my whole thing about watering the grass and the grass is greener. And I think we talked about that with this. That might have been the same answer that I gave for Pimby for, for, for all I know. 
But um, yeah, you are you. Nobody can do you like you. You know, and I think someone said that some from some movie probably, uh, but it's true. Like hell, if we just really embrace diversity, the world would be incredible. Amazing. I love it. I love it. Always going back to the uniqueness. We're all here to tell a story that only we can tell, right? We're here to live a life that only we can live. And I, I, when I think about you, I think about this is like how many people are not courageous enough to do what they're called to do. And here they're the only person in the world that could do it like they do it. Yeah. Like, Oh my gosh, we got to stop that stuff. Oh, we got to stop that stuff. So there's amusing about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, tell us really quick. Tell us about that music. No, no I, I will just tell you it's about coloring. And uh, I probably, oh, no, that's colorblind. I don't know. Um, it's week 11. I can't wait. I can't wait. That's awesome. Okay. And to our listeners, I don't know where you are in your life or your business, but you heard it from Robert Party. And it, you heard his story and you heard the good, the bad, and the ugly of his journey, this, this journey, just over the last few months. And wherever you are, if you're face down on the ground right now, get back up. Just get back up. Just get back up. Tell them, Robert. Get back up. Get back up. You can do it, guys. You can do it. I don't care where you are and what's going on. You can do it. Hey, thanks so much for hanging out with us today. If you were inspired or learned something new, please subscribe to the podcast, give us a review, and share us with your friends. For more information about me and how I can support you, please stop on over to my website at camilehman.com and book a free call with me. I'd love to meet you and learn more about how I can support you.